0: Promised. Here is part two of my conversation with Laura Reed and Jia Lee. Yes. Well, uh, any anything else you want to, you want to end with before we uh, uh, depart?
1: I I have a question, but you can totally like not including this part. No, no, that's uh, here. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking, you know, with um, you know, if you publish a book, for example, right? You often or like an article online or whatever. If you're under a magazine or whatever newspaper, hmm. you usually have an editor who can kind of like proofread for you, right? But what about our like, published music? Like, you know, for example, the music that we played last week, for example, right? Like, is there a proofreader, like, for published music?
0: For published music, I, I believe there is. Now, if I interpret your question slightly differently, and I will include this because mm. this is interesting, Um <laughs>
1: That, no, no time. This is too I,
0: long. <laughs> well, what if I divide this into two parts? Mm, yeah, there we could. go. Yeah, that, then yeah, really milk oh, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, um, I feel as though there's also, uh, I'm going to call it a problem in music, which is that I feel as though the the practice of workshopping isn't as common as it is in other realms. Um, I'm going to use that word broadly. Yes, in the theater they use that word explicitly. And you will get Mm -hmm. a piece that is workshopped often for years Mm -hmm. before it is properly shown to the public in a sense of being quote-unquote finished or complete or something. But yes, the literary world, editors are are much more involved than simply pointing out if you misspelled some word. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a sense of, I think, polishing a piece that is lost in a lot of contemporary music because of how pieces have for so long been brought to life. And I'm going to give a very, yes. I'm going to give a very silly sounding description. I know I'm, re- mm. I'm being reductionist here, but it's sort of like me, the composer. I write a piece. It is finished. It is perfect. You play that piece. Do not tell me to change something about that, <laughs> you know, or I hear it and, <laughs> and and you know the the parallel of what a composer does in the rehearsal to fix something is like oh uh, yeah uh, clarinet tacit uh, measure uh, six and uh, <laughs> violin twos, uh, louder uh, uh, let's make that uh, double forte there okay and um and great tempo's great yeah okay now that's I think other artistic disciplines would find that ridiculous mm-hmm. and frankly as a composer how in the hell do i know if that thing that just got performed is anything close to what i want to say about music or the world or whatever right i mean yeah
1: i,
2: I, yeah. I feel like I, that i think it's a great it's a great question because you're yeah. right mark that like in in other fields you know a novelist right an essayist right it's still seen as their expression you know they're they're described as creative artists it's not like you know and again the editors written down but you you don't say that that's a collaborative work like that's not reframed in that way <laughs> right right um and then i would even say i mean again it it shows how i don't know non standardized it is but in let's just the broad stroke brush strokes term of pop music sometimes that's the role of a producer for an album like sometimes that person is giving advice Mm -hmm. about like song structure or you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but you're right there's no and Mm -hmm. it would be an interesting history to delve into because I don't know enough about um in the literary world if there was like a specific point where that Mm -hmm. shifted or if there was always this sense of kind of, um, getting someone else to, to look at it, to give feedback to, Mm -hmm. as you said, like edit it.
0: Well, even, Um, even some of these, uh, uh, I forget the, the proper term for this. It's uh, literary archaeology is not the correct term, but, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, they've identified the different groups of authors of the Tanakh, right? So that, uh, the old testament they they can give different names they identify with letters usually interesting uh, because they can you know it's not you know the the story is that it's divinely revealed is something insane but in but the reality is it's it's probably a group workshop la- lasting 1500 yeah. years
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: yeah and uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I I, I think this is...
2: It also, it also makes the whole idea of school even that much more absurd, because it's like, for this one period of time, you're going to be given... And I don't know enough, you know, I actually don't, I, I feel like I'm not close enough to enough composers to know if there's like, and I'm sure this ranges, but like how... Um, demanding composition pr- professors are or whatever, but you definitely again you're getting graded on it. You're like incentivized, so that's already like incentivizing work. You're being you're given feedback. Like something's happening in those lessons, <laughs> and <laughs> and then again, what does a workshop mean? You know, it's like you know if, if a group plays through first ideas or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's implying that there's room to to edit or change but then it's put on the composer that the composer is mm-hmm. supposed to have be have the ability to have all of these perspectives on it you know like i don't know from my understanding there's not any you know you you hear about whatever the literary greats of at least the 20th century it seems like they're almost like famous for having lifelong relationships with their editors absolutely oh, yeah absolutely and,
1: yeah i Last year, I actually read, I mean, um, premiered one of the composers' work uh, who is doing his uh, PhD at the university. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the thing is that, of course, he wanted to hear how he sounded like before we actually made the final version. Right? Of course. Okay, then which means we just needed to, like, get into these workshops. And then, you know, like, I have to learn it and then we have to sit together. But then it came with a question about compensation because like, okay, so for students like him, there's no money to give him dedicated mm-hmm. to musicians to do these workshops. Then, yeah. then he, but he also wanted his music sounding good for his degree. Yeah. And, you know, then w- w- would he, well, is this isn't... supposed to like put money out himself and then paying us yeah. or just have to like beg musicians, hey, can you actually do this? Can you actually do this, right? I mean, right. it's another
2: great point, too, because, again, literary editors, that's a career, you know, <laughs> <The person laughs> yeah. being, and I'm right. not trying right. to undermine yeah. what they do, but that's a career that yeah. someone's getting compensated for that. Right. And I think I think if you look at even at both in the commercial realm of the arts, but even in granting, you know, the things that they allow for, as you said, Mark, like, OK, this play it's fine that you're going to have the, and yes, you do need a dramaturge and you need this and that. If, right. If composers mm-hmm. or musicians put stuff like that or demanded mm-hmm. and just said as at minimum, we need this and that there's just mm-hmm. no way that you would be laughed at.
0: Oh, Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And, and I think mm-hmm. it, it also, uh, it would shatter the idea that it comes out right the first time, which yeah. is, mm-hmm. Uh, an awfully potent myth in contemporary classical music, and I'm not yes. saying I'm not saying all composers behave this way. In fact, I I feel very lucky to have worked with you know as mm-hmm. teachers and mentors, uh, composers mm-hmm. who who were not precious in these ways or who were pretty mm-hmm. open about the their. Uh, fallibility as human beings and artists,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, mm-hmm. But but certainly, I think that attitude of the infallible God composer uh, is yeah. an is an inherited myth that's very powerful, mm-hmm. and and I I'm con- shattering that. Uh, <laughs> very important. I, I'm very in favor of doing that, but but of course,
2: mm-hmm.
0: an, a massive uphill battle. Also, an mm-hmm. uphill battle institutionally as you were saying
2: Like yeah. if yeah and like structurally yeah it's, exactly it's huge but but Jutta, that's like an incredibly powerful question because mm-hmm. it also makes you consider you know this uh, well i i threw away this term bad music but mm-hmm. but when you think about quality <laughs> but, like you know yeah. would it not would you think it could not i don't know like w- is there ever harm through the workshopping process? I mean, I'm sure there's examples of getting into the weeds with, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
2: spending so long on a play that it, you know, whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, I think there's a reason why people do seek out um, differing perspectives, mentorships, Mm -hmm. all of these kinds of things, is to Mm -hmm. gain insight. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does make me think, is there... That we're limit like it, it's resulting in a limitation in the field,
1: mm-hmm. and also you know a couple of weeks ago I I was uh, basically sitting in a premiere with the orchestra and uh, uh, a new piece right, and then the thing is let me think I'm, I think the rehearsal that the composer was listening to this very brand new piece that was supposed to be premiered was the yeah. day before the concert, so. Yep. And he was given, I don't know, like half an hour. I don't know. Right? Right, yeah, exactly. honestly, like I was just thinking, man. Like if I were the composer, not just I, I, would be one day. I was a composer in this situation, you know, like being like it's a huge privilege to like to the people that the orchestra coming in. Mm-hmm. I have like I don't know, like half an hour to listen <laughs> and uh, what well, I mean. It does start. what does say. Like, what am I supposed to say? Right? Except for it sounds fake.
2: That's so absurd.
1: And it also makes
2: sense then if then composers are like, okay, well, it behooves them to perpetuate this idea of like, yes, that is the clear intention that I have, you know, (laughs) both for like, I have half an hour to do it. Yes. Yes, like you're going to double down on your on your ideas that maybe you – who knows? Like who knows how much time or effort you put into it. But like it doesn't allow for compositional process either, as you're saying. Like, you know, as you said, what are you supposed to say? I was pretty bad, but good luck. Or if God forbid you go,
0: time. oh, wait a minute. No, I don't mean any of this. Sorry. Yeah, well, never mind. I, yeah, this – the piece is actually only those five bars in the middle. There, the rest is all just fluff. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, yeah. everybody. No, the piece. La- I know you commissioned it, uh, an eleven minute piece. Right, and th- by the way, that that yeah. part always kills me. The commissioning yes. by length, you know, it's
2: yeah. <laughs> I, uh, With direct correlation to compensation.
0: <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: So again, uh, we're valuing. Uh, or whatever quality instrumentation
0: whatever uh, yeah. filler we yeah, you really got to fill that time, okay, and it better be you know <laughs> you better you better make it worth everybody's uh thirty minute rehearsal um no i I think i think yeah, it, yeah. that that's a pretty big problem, but I will say that's I mean, why what? I am drawn to chamber music um and have been since I was a teenager, I think is that it seemed like the only place you could. You know, make some mess. You could make a mess a- and also yeah. then consider how to f- clean it. <laughs> I don't, that's a yeah, very, right. that's a, it's a very funny ex- way to describe that. But, um,
2: but it does kind of, I think all of these things, whether it's about the value of a recording, what you choose to do as a performer, interpretation for composers, you know, it is this awkwardness of how do you fit a life. In, like we're forced to also commodify this stuff in obviously at ab- random ways, like you're saying, the length of the piece. I mean, come on, what's what's happening here? Um, <laughs> and what what are we basing this on? I mean, and and as a friend said the other day, you know, is this industry responding to inflation at all? Like, can we? Are we? You know, um, oh mercy, no right?
0: No, let's so not have that. It, it, okay?
2: That's it is really communism. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like learning to be a or 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 it's accepting a misfit status in the world and kind of contending with what that means and um yeah. I, I, I it's, I'll, I'll be honest
0: that I'll be upfront about a fear that I have, which is I I think we all know a certain kind of uh, artist or musician who, who's an older person and they're sort of a hobbyist. I, I fear being that because of my refusal or inability to interact with these, you know, larger structures uh, that are flawed and cruel and uh, mm-hmm. in, inhuman uh mm-hmm. however at least by participating in those machinations i'm asserting that i'm not just some crappy hobbyist that is uh, yeah. worthy of ridicule and dismissing uh, being dismissed um that that fear is potent although i i also recognize it's it's irrational because nobody cares Right B- well, Because the- nobody cares
2: but but it in a way, you care, right? This is the thing. It's like we can you can acknowledge that you've put on this label of lesser than to this elderly hobbyist. Right. But you know, that's a judgment that's not inherent in that person. You know, we're putting that on it. But I do think one thing that we can't choose, though, is the consequences of that in terms of connection to a community acceptance, value, right. all of those things, which are also incredibly important as humans, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the other thing. It's like there's value and important, or there's there's priorities as an artist, as a creative person, but you are also a human. So I think this is the other challenge. Do you want to like swim upstream with a group that's also swimming upstream? Like that's one thing. But if you're seeing your, if, if there's this sense of, well, my peers are making these are somehow finding a way to accept this reality
0: i the the fear of simply plowing ahead in mm. into the the system so to speak yeah. is that it probably yeah. it's so bloated and and precarious it it mm-hmm. i mean its collapse is also not an unthinkable future of some kind
2: Right. Um, so that's the other thing. It's like, I, I try to think of it as there's, there's some sort of payoff, like, or it's like you pay for it somehow. Right. So it's like, if you're going, if you're choosing to engage with the system, knowing that it there there will be consequences for your sense of value, you'll have to reprioritize your own, um, you know, your own passions or what you, your beliefs creatively or philo- you'll have to change your philosophy. But wow. yeah, then the cost is that thats the, the cost is to you. Um, you know, there's always this. And it's not a simple equation and it's always moving, right? Because even the sense of community, what does a community value can really come and go and you can be feel very connected and have an understanding. And then either your feelings might change or the like, you know, winds of change, some other metaphor here. But um <laughs> But yeah, so I find it really tough to be like, well, yeah, I can be stubborn and do that. I might be alone in that.
1: Is that worth it for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I found um, like what we're doing, three of us, like spending a beautiful afternoon and then recording for a podcast you know this is uh yeah. to me it's very valuable i wanted to do this you know like mm-hmm. for what but it's you know just it's 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 for mark but it's also like for <laughs> for you know talking about you know these things right i think it's super valuable right oh for and, sure uh, i mean like yes the system the the bigger organizations I, I feel like you know just again nothing will happen one day, right? Like small, small steps and uh, keep doing the right thing, you know, it's just, that's all you can do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mean to say it's a reason for a kind of nihilistic abandonment. Uh, I, I I don't think that necessarily follows, you know, I don't mean to say that. Uh, I, I agree. I I think I just sometimes the the outcome of Total commitment to one path or the other feels uh, wrought with danger either way.
2: Well, and I think the answer there, or at least again in a like day-to-day kind
0: of uh, universal of basic things. income.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I am running. For, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, I agree with you. I'm no, no. no I fully I do, agree. I do think yeah. that, but I also think it's I can so relate to that mark because it really does feel like two paths but it's also important to remind yourself that it's like mm-hmm. there are more paths it's not just two mm-hmm. just because you can kind of like dip in and out of this system you aren't yes. locked in. um yeah. and and knowing that like you know again whether you you know yeah you're playing this outrageous gig um, with a conductor who's trying too hard and you can kind of just be like, well, isn't this interesting? You know, like there's, there's not an implication of like um, it's not yours. Like, you know, you should not take on the burden of that's that. That's right. Mess either. Right.
0: No. And um, fully agree. And that that's an interesting uh, emotion to feel while it's happening is that Mm-hmm. This is happening in front of me, and I'm absolutely uninvested in in the depth of of its outcome.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and, and what's fascinating yeah. and is my that, investment, is
0: conducting... whether or not I'm invested, makes no difference. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: yeah, But that conductor is very invested. Yeah, and trying that the, is also conducting interesting very hard. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's also fascinating. It's like, Oh no, there are people who are truly making like taking it seriously. So it it is almost recognizing these like multiple realities, um, truly. Um, Mm -hmm. and I do think sometimes the value, yes, (laughs) universal, but also I just wish there was a way. And I think we know the reason why, because again, it takes lengthy conversations, but is to, have more honesty about that struggle or awkwardness mm-hmm. or discomfort, whatever kind of like level you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it doesn't have to be like reason for paralysis. Um, Very
0: true. You know, we don't, ha- no,
2: exactly. we don't have to like, you know, cause I think that a lot of people feel like they have to, and they end up kind of, yeah, wearing the hat of one thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. but it's like you
2: actually don't have you don't have to do that or you can you can express that doubt or um that even you know self-criticism um and that's another thing that i just wish i think that all of us know that it's kind of like you only get mad at people that you care about it's like to criticize something means that you care about it and Mm -hmm. i wish that there could be room that we all allowed for more open criticism rather than just kind of keeping aloft the same things
0: oh that's a beautiful way to to end this time for real oh Oh, no it's it's it's, it's practically a um no it's it's practically a positive note i'm 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 shocked and thrilled. Yeah, yeah. no, really, I like the that. both of you are wonderful.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having us.
0: Are you kidding? Th- thank you for doing this. Uh, let's do it again in like a month or so. And sure.
2: um, Oh, also, can I say one thing that? Oh yeah, it would have gotten too much into the weeds to go into our conversation, but in my archiving class, um, right now we were talking about copyright and privacy, <laughs> and it made me think about this reuse thing because apparently there's something only in Canada. It's not in the States, but something called moral authority. So, and, and apparently you can't sell that. So if you could sell the copyright of your work. So this, there's a case, I think what's his name? Michael snow, a Canadian artist. Um, He made these. It's so hilarious. I don't, I don't know where they are now actually, because I don't think they're there, but these huge uh, Canadian goose hanging sculptures that were in the Eaton center in Toronto now. So he, he was paid for that. And I think that they had the copyright. It's like, it's theirs. You have the copyright, but he, one Christmas, the mall puts hats on the birds. (laughs) And he found this like, appalling my prof wow. said that it was because he was jewish but i'm like no oh. i think it's probably because he's like what that, are you it's
0: like that's not actually required it's it's it simply be, no it's simply taste
2: <laughs> yes so he was able to claim moral authority over the work as its creator saying no that's offensive to me
1: wow as the creator and you have to take it down and he won well, this- Wow. this that's certainly not a goose in front of my house. Have you guys seen my goose? You know, these goose, they, they actually came with outfits, like different. I love them. <laughs> but see, that's that different. That's different. different. Yeah, okay. goose. <laughs> but yeah, it's been really interesting
2: to think about, like, yeah, copyright. And as the prof said, like, this whole, the whole reason why copyright came was to try to, like, help more people with income. Um, and so that's why she's saying it's kind of become a weird thing where, yeah. What does that mean? She also brought up this whole issue, which which I think is also relevant to arts community where you have legal responsibilities, but then there's the ethical responsibility. And I think sometimes this thing about like arranging and stuff, it's like, OK, look, legally, if you said that I can do it or whatever. Right. But then, you know, yeah. But do I want to have my relationships within my community be transactional or whatever it shall might I, be?
0: So, well, I, I, for one, yeah. look forward to the trio that I will be composing for us next year and <laughs> uh, it, it'll be called for Victor Orban. And yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we know. could get a
0: trip to Hungary out of it. Huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, Joking. Uh, editing that.
0: Oh yeah, no, I I will probably not edit it. I'll just cut it in half. What do you say? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Thank you I'll to both fine. of you. I
2: feel like rambling, but no, no, okay.
0: rambling's so important. Uh, That's so so fun. important. No, thank you both. I hope to see you both soon. Uh, mm. Stay well, uh, and thank you, everybody. Uh, you've been listening to things that seemed important at the time, the podcast. Uh, please. Uh, Support the show by subscribing on Bandcamp. Should you feel inclined? Buy albums by Who Cares from their Bandcamp. Okay? Buy them. Buy them now. And we will uh, see you when we see you. Take care.